Boeing 737 MAX plot thickens, Microsoft wants to make the voting process more secure, and Tesla keeps revolutionizing the autonomous car industry. All of this and more here. Welcome to the Cutting Edge Tech. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Cutting Edge Tech, episode 13. Man, this feels good to be back. Um, apologies for this episode appearing one day later, but I'll try to make the most of it with what I have, you know? Uh, just, you know, life and university getting on top of you. But you know, um, I'm almost in the last stretch, so hey, might as well make it count, right? So. Going on to the news and moving on from my university, <laughs> we go back to our old friend Boeing. So, Boeing, eh, you know, it's been a bit of a rough, of a rough patch for Boeing, especially with what has happened with the Boeing 737 Maxes. Uh, but now, like I said, the plot thickens because not only did they found out that there was a security measure, a safety alert that it didn't actually work but Boeing themselves didn't want to tell the airlines about it or didn't tell the airlines about it but not only that not even their not even the company's top management the people at Boeing didn't think that the company's top management needed to know about this are my question to you guys what the heck was going on in your minds when you thought about this? What was your thought process with this? People died because of that. And now you're saying, you were saying that, oh, we don't need to tell anybody about it. What about the company's top management? You know, what about our bosses? They don't need to know about that either. And then all of a sudden, five months ago, five to six months ago, the deadly crashes that happened. First in the Lion Air, and then in the in the South American in the South American, my bad, the Ethiopian Airlines accident. Are you kidding me? And your thought process was, oh, the company doesn't need to know about it, and the airlines don't need to know about it. Seriously? So you're saying that you basically put lives at risk, and you did. You did put lives at risk, and you killed. You because of that, people died. And you're saying, ugh, I just can't believe it. Like, I can't believe that a company would be so irresponsible. The people working at the company would be so irresponsible to do such a thing. And in the end, it got people killed. I, I just can't believe it. I don't know what, what was going on through their heads at the point. And now they have this mess in their hands. So the question right now is what are we going to do about it is that what are we going to do for the people that got that died that's not the question the question is what are we going to do to prevent such a disaster like this from happening again you have already said before that you would tell that you would give the software updates to the to the airplanes so that they would have those safety features on and that you would give them the updates so that they can fly again and some companies have put it their faith on you i think it was southwest airlines said that it had i think a million on the way or some close to 100,000 i don't know which 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 was the number but they had a very big surplus of those planes on the way and because of what happened, they have them 
or I think they're on the way, or they halted the production because of it. And you're saying now, to be specific, on May 6th of 2019, Quartz, which was where where the article is, uh, where the article is from, it it gives us the insight that you guys at Boeing, you guys at Boeing, deliberately and intentionally said that the airlines and the top brass of the company doesn't need to know about this and let's just roll the planes and pray to, and pray that nothing happens seriously i can't believe it i i'm i'm at a loss for words because this is so irresponsible this is so incredibly irresponsible from the part of boeing and these are the airplanes that we're flying on every day so well, obviously not the 737 MAX, but the company, most, most of the planes are made by Boeing. And you're saying that they deliberately, the people working there, deliberately uh, avoid, or well, not avoid, avoid is not the word. They intentionally obviate information about safety features? Yeah, I'm supposed to be completely safe when I'm flying, guys. Sure, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be so safe knowing that you guys deliberately omit safety features to the air, to the airlines, and even to the top brass. And I'm supposed to believe in you. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that one. Oh man, this is so, this is so, this is scary, guys. Like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is scary because the airplanes. The airplanes, the airplanes, really, the airplanes right now that are flying all over the world, some of them, or most of them, are made by Boeing. Boeing, which is the company that produces airplanes, or that produced a line of airplanes that caused deaths. <sighs> I don't know, guys. I, I, to be fair, I don't, on, I don't, I don't feel safe anymore flying. On, on Boeing airplanes. Unless they manage to correct course in a big way, I'm really, really terrified of flying with any aircraft that belongs to Boeing, for real. Like, if I fly, it's with a sense of, oh God, I please, I hope, please, I hope I don't die. Like, that's gonna be my, that's gonna be my mentality from now on, because if they, if they deliberately eliminate or obviate or tell, and not tell the, the people about this, What's going to make me think that if a major crucial part of their airplanes is missing, they hand them over to the airlines and then all of a sudden a crash starts to happen and they investigate it. And just like this one, that some safety features uh, weren't included and that prevented the, the pilots from correcting course. If they eliminate a, a crucial part and they don't tell anybody, it's like, oh, we'll just ship them like that. Don't, no problem. Don't worry about it. And then more crashes happen because of that complete and utter disregard for human safety because that's a complete disregard of human safety you're putting thousands upon thousands of lives at risk and you're causing deaths because of it and i'm supposed to trust you no i'm sorry but no like boeing you completely lost me there unless you manage to correct course on this and unless you manage to make sure that your employees do the right job and get their stuff together and get their wits about them you know don't leave their brains in their houses unless you manage to do that Boeing I can't trust you like, I can't trust you with my life because I have to 
I have to use one of your planes, and I'm thousands of miles in the air, and I'm supposed to trust you that you will get me from point A to point B safely. No. I'm sorry, but no. The article continues to say that Boeing yesterday, on May the 5th, said that it initially designed the AOA, or Angle of Attack Disagree Alert, as a standard, standalone feature, but later realized it was effectively optional. The Maxis software would only allow the Disagree Alert to work on airlines that had purchased the optional AOA indicator as well. After a review, Boeing decided it could fix the issue later. And this is a quote from Boeing. That review, which involved multiple company subject matter experts, determined that the absence of the AOA disagree alert did not adversely impact airline safety or operation. Uh, guys, yes it did. It killed many people. It, it caused a bunch of accidents. Two of them. And I think a third or fourth one. Accordingly, the review concluded, the existing functionality was acceptable until the alert and the indicator could be delinked in the next planned display system software update. Senior company leadership was not involved in the review and first became aware of the issue in the aftermath of the Lion Air accident. Again, already too late for this, you know? Because why do you have to wait until people die to actually get this, to actually get this update going and deployed and making this safety feature mandatory? Because this has to be mandatory if you knew by default that your design caused some angle of attack issues and you have an angle of attack disagree light or an angle of attack indicator light. Something that can tell the pilots, hey, this is wrong. There's something going on here. Please be aware of this. If you're going to obviate and omit that type of thing, then you got a real problem in your hands. Dude, come on. You should put this... Because you know that the design of the airplane is bad and you need this to happen. And then you say, oh, it doesn't adversely affect or impact the airline, the, the flight. Uh, yes, it does. Your design is poorly made, so that's why you had to go with this, didn't you? Then come on, put it mandatory. If you know that the design was there and the flaw was there and you needed something to correct it, because you couldn't recall all those airplanes and put them to scraps, then why not do it? Why not implement them mandatory? Like, that's my question. Uh, the article continues to say that Boeing statements come after reports in the Wall Street Journal of the problems with the AOA alert. Sunday's disclosure adds to the number of changes in the 737 MAX that carries and pilots, that carriers and pilots were not made aware of by Boeing, the biggest by far being the existence of the MCAS, or the Maneuvering Characteristics Augmentation System, which responds to the angle of attack data, suggesting the plane to be, could be facing a stall by pointing the plane's nose down sharply and repeatedly. That was the system that corrected the course. So... And it continues to say neither of the planes that crashed had the optional indicator that would activate the disagree alert, and it's unclear if its presence would have helped. I don't know, but I think it would have, because there is a system that gains autonomous control of the plane. Like I've said in previous episodes, it gains the control to put the plane pointing downwards really sharply because of a design flaw. So you needed a program, you needed a... A, an autonomous system, an autonomous software that didn't rely on pilots and pilots had no idea when it was going to kick in to actually maneuver the plane to make sure that it doesn't um, to make sure that it doesn't stall or it doesn't go anywhere you needed a system that would correct course without letting pilots know and then you obviated or, and omitted an indicator alert 
that would alert, hey, something is wrong with these sensors. You should probably check into this so that the pilots would at least have some gauge and some control into what goes on. But no, you decided to omit that, sure, because you'd, it wouldn't impact uh, flight capabilities, right? Well, guess what? The if the indicator was there, I could guarantee you, I could almost guarantee you, almost completely guarantee that it would help. It would have helped because then the pilots would have something to react to and they would have something to go, hey, there's something wrong here. Let's fix it. I would have totally guaranteed you like I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not making this up like I would totally agree that it would help at least it would warn the the pilots you know this is not something that you can uh, eagerly just and without any concern in the world uh, omit this is something that would have that would have saved lives you know oh and here's the kicker it continues, the article continues to say, In the wake of the first crash involving the MAX, when a Lion airplane went down on October 29 in Indonesia, a little over 10 minutes post-takeoff after pilots battled the MCAS system unsuccessfully, Boeing convened a committee to reconsider if the absence of the disagree alert was a safety issue, and again decided it wasn't. So, you saw the plane crash, right? you were aware of this plane crash. So we're like, okay, let's have a committee and decide if this safety issue, if this safety alert, if this indication to the pilots that the system is on is a safety concern. And you guys said, no. Really? It crashed a plane. The system crashed a plane, for God's sakes. Are you kidding me? So... You went, had a reunion, said it wasn't, it was unnecessary, and the article continues to say, in March, a similar situation to the Lion Air crash occurred with the crash of an Ethiopian Airlines flight. Even though pilots carried out a checklist, a checklist of steps provided by Boeing and the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration after the Lion Air crash, the Boeing Max planes have been grounded globally since then. That should have happened at the first crash. It should have happened at the first crash and it should have made them give that indicator alert and give all the updates necessary to the Boeing 737 MAX. Uh, what is wrong with you guys? I'm sorry, I can't, I can't. Apologies if, I'm, if I seem too like over the top, but this is something that is very, very upsetting because how can I, how can I be safe you know how can i be safe if i travel you know knowing that the airplane that i'm gonna be on is a boeing plane because most of the planes are made by boeing at least in the united states most of the airplanes are made by boeing and i'm supposed to fly on them if i want to go for example from where i am in the island of puerto rico if i want to go to the continental u.s i need to fly on a plane and what planes come here boeing made planes and I'm supposed to be safe on those <sighs> this is nuts guys this is completely nuts anyways we'll be right back with some more here on the cutting edge tech don't go anywhere guys I promise we'll be more lively from now on okay <laughs> I apologize uh, it was a little bit over the top but hey I, I needed to get it out because this is just completely <sighs> this is completely upsetting you know it, it's upsetting that's all I have to say Anyways, we'll be right back with some more on the cutting edge tech. Don't go anywhere, guys.
and we are back here at the Cutting Edge Tech. Thank you for joining me now for a little bit of a more lively news. So Microsoft, they decided to go ahead of the curve. And since 2020 is around the corner, they decided they want to get on the securing the vote type of game. So yeah, apparently Microsoft wants to be the one that modernizes and secures voting with something called Election Guard. So what is Election Guard, you might ask? Well, let me tell you. Election Guard, according to Microsoft, and I quote, provides a complete implementation of end-to-end -end verifiable elections. It is designed to work with systems that use paper ballots, supplementing today's tabulation process by providing a means of public verification of the accuracy of reported results. So, basically, it will, it will work as a, as a tally, so it would tally the votes, and it would secure the information sent, to the, sent in those ballots so that they can be handled properly. So, this is, this is kind of interesting, because it, it continues to say here that the platform would sit underneath existing voting systems, and when a voter casts their ballot, the data would be entered in the ordinary fashion in the state's election systems, but also in Election Guard. The voter would then be given a tracking code and lets them see that their vote has been, say, recorded locally at the correct polling place, or perhaps that it has been sent on to state authorities for auditing. So it works kind of like a delivery system. And basically, it, it could be a way to secure the voters' uh, opinions and the voters' elections, of course. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of an interesting take because many of the voting machines nowadays are kind of faulty. No, I'm not going to lie. They're kind of faulty and they're open to a lot of stuff. They're open to a lot of manipulation and they're not as secure as one might think. Because, um, honestly, the best course of action before was to tally the votes, so electronic ballots and electronic machines was a pretty good step forward, but at first it wasn't, it wasn't used in the right way, but they have been evolving uh, as, the, as the elections go by, and Microsoft wants to add another layer of security which is not that bad i actually i actually kind of like this i'm i'm actually hopeful for this that's the word i'm hopeful for this technology because if it does work and if it does what the intended use is which is basically securing and delivery of ballots to the electronic local systems or the state systems in order for auditing that's actually pretty good because it eliminates the it eliminates the what you would call ballot harvesting. Uh, you would have to go to the polls in order for the for the ballots to to work, and ballot harvesting would be basically you know useless because you would have a safer mode, or at least this is what I see. If you have a safe method for people to go to the ballots to fill up their ballots and then put them in there, it would actually help more people go to the ballots without the need of ballot harvesting which in and of itself I've never agreed on, but let's not get into the details of that. Because actually I think this could work because if given obviously the proper the proper maintenance, the proper use, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it can be very well. It can be very good. So I'm really looking forward to this. It's it's kind of interesting because mm, this could also eliminate trips to getting into the systems, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
It continues to say, importantly, this is all accomplished without Microsoft or whoever is actually administrating the election guard system, knowing how any individual voted. This is done, the company explained, by a cryptographic technique known as homo homomorphic encryption. Basically, it allows a system to perform mathematical operations on encrypted data without decrypting it, making interference or exfiltrations of that sensitive data next to impossible. So it allows, it also has an encryption system, which makes it difficult for people to actually manipulate the data, which is amazing. That's actually pretty good because nobody should be able to manipulate your vote. In this case, every vote is trackable only by the individual who made it, but the system is limited to adding up encrypted votes and returning those sums. Ultimately, Election Guard aims to be a full voting solution, but one that can be customized and run on any number of actual devices, just like the rest of Microsoft software. So, Microsoft, or whoever company develops this, doesn't have control of Election Guard, meaning, it well, it does have control of election guard but it doesn't have it wouldn't have control over what election guard does once it is programmed they cannot get into it and manipulate it which is kind of transparent because you need that sort of transparency otherwise this could this could be misconstrued at oh microsoft wants to look at what you vote and change what you and change your vote to to uh to tally to one side of the aisle or to another you know, it's it's a pretty touchy subject, politics nowadays, and this way, this method of actually helping the ballots and the votes not get uh, not get differentiated or manipulated in any sort of way is actually good. Anything that can help with this, because Lord knows politics are not a pretty place, and many stuff happen in there. Many stuff happens in the world of politics. I'm not willing to dive into that. That is a whole nother can of worms that I'm not going to get into. But if this system actually gets up and running, it's actually pretty good because it can help with voters. It can help with the manipulation of voting to eliminate it. It can help with a lot of stuff that are wrong in the election systems today. So good on you, Microsoft. I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed that Microsoft is taking this step into voter security which is we'll just have to see how this develops it looks good on paper so far it hasn't been implemented because this is something new we'll see if this gets implemented in the 2020 elections we'll see how this works hopefully they don't screw this up because if they do screw it up this is gonna be a problem it's gonna be a very big problem if they screw it up because we need we need transparency guys okay if you want a good functioning society to actually have a democracy or a government that is by the people, for the people, and from the people, you know, if you want to have a government that is like that, you need transparency, right? So let's hope this works. I'm really looking forward to this. This is very interesting. This is very intriguing at the very least. So let's see how this works. Really looking forward to it. Anyways, we'll be right back with some more of the cutting edge tech. Don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back. And we are back here at the cutting edge tech. Thank you for joining me. So, Tesla, my old friend. So, Tesla recently they have made some big changes to their cars you know they added the the autopilot they added uh the sentry mode 
etc etc and to be fair those have been really good at their job you know they've all lived up to the expectations of course there's a few kinks here and there the autopilot wasn't perfect I mean there was a video when it first came out where it bumped into someone it was just a, just a light tap but it, it was a work in progress of course it was just rolled out when that happened so nevertheless it it continued to make progress towards autonomous driving you know self with uh, self-driving cars you know and now it takes it one step further you know that we always dreamt that oh uh, the car is so far away I wish the car could pick me up and you know we could go around there well guess what Tesla just did that Tesla just rolled out an update and there's video footage about it over on electric.co about the Tesla Model 3 picking up its owner based on your GPS location now this is truly remarkable because it shows that it is possible if you put your mind to it it is possible so Tesla went out there and did it they said oh people people kinda like being picked up you know they would love if their cars would pick them up so we're gonna do that let's test it out let's roll it out and they did and even though it's still on beta testing this is really remarkable I saw the video that is on the that it's on the article and my goodness it is very very interesting and it's very actually fun it's actually very funny because the car moves so slow but of course it has to you know it's, it has to be careful but it uses all its sensors to actually move with the traffic you know if there is a an obstacle in the way or a car in the way or something that is moving in front of it it will stop you know it has some it has some safety features on it and it's really good it literally avoids a car stops at an intersection where cars are passing and once obviously the owner is controlling it because they can see it but it it stops the owner stops it at the at the intersection and then once no cars are passing they move the car and the car literally goes up to him it steers itself all the way to where its owner is and then the owner just gets in and leaves my goodness I saw that and I was I was amazed I was like bro okay Elon take it easy bro you're 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 breaking me <laughs> so it's really cool and it also from the it's called the enhanced summon so it has a few features it has the find me feature and it also you can control it you know with the forward and the reverse and the enhanced summon is where you get the option of moving the car to your location based on GPS and it even pops up a map of where you are it even pops up a map of the area where the Tesla is and then it moves the Tesla to your location based on the find me button now there is a few things but we can't expect much it has to you have to be within 150 feet of the car but hey 150 feet is a lot more than having to go to the car you know it says here those two options only work if your location or the pin is within 150 feet of the car those two options being the find me button which will prompt the car to go to the location based on your phone's GPS or to drop a pin to have your car drive to a location so you can do both things you can actually tell the car find me and you can also put a pin to say pick me up here 
So it's very interesting because, it, you know, it's still a work in progress, but it's still a really good step forward. And even though there are self-driving cars already, but so far I have yet to hear of a car that can literally go and pick you up if you so choose. You can actually tell the car to go pick you up at a specific point, or you can tell the car to go pick you up where you are at the moment. This is really, really cool stuff. I'm not gonna lie, I'm really excited. And that's the reason why I love Teslas. I keep advocating for Tesla. I keep going for Elon Musk, and because he's someone that, he doesn't care. He just goes out and do stuff without people actually, you know, oh, we want this, or we want that. And he's like, no, I'm going to do this with my cars. You know, let's let's experiment with my cars. And so far, his experiments have been very successful. The sentry mode has been successful. The autopilot has been successful. And now this new feature promises to be successful. I don't know if it is successful. It will just have to wait and see. But it is really good, you know? It is a really good step forward into the, oh, I want my car to pick me up type of thing. You know, and it's just 150 feet now, but who knows? Maybe it'll be 500 feet or a thousand feet or a mile away. Who knows? Like, that is something that can be experimented with in the future. Like, how far can you take it? That's the real, that's the real question here. How far can you take this? Because if you can pick me up at 150 feet, who stops you from picking me up at 300 feet or 500 feet? You know, who's who tells you who tells the car to come pick me up? Who wouldn't tell the car to come pick me up? Uh, I don't know, in one side of the country. <laughs> I mean, it, it'll be it'll be overkill. But, you know, like the, the the limit, there's no limit to how far it can go. You know, and it's it's exciting. Like, I'm really excited. I can, you can, you guys can probably tell that I'm excited about this because, like I said, uh, if if this continues on, Tesla won't have a problem staying in the market. You know, with all the people going for electric cars these days, Tesla has provided a really good option for it. And the cars, especially with this uh, 30,000 30, mark uh, Model 3 that came out, and that, that Tesla uh, gave to the public, this is an option for people, you know? It's like buying a new Corolla or buying a new Honda, you know. It, it, it's along the lines of the of the car brands that are cheap and are really good quality, like Toyota and Honda. Like I said, it's along those lines, and he literally put himself in a market spot that he's comfortable with. Because I don't see other big, fully electrical car competitors. So far, I haven't seen anyone that can literally scratch the surface to what Tesla has already arrived in you know like this is something that he's very comfortable with he is in a very comfortable spot and he will continue to be there unless someone bold enough tries to compete with him and I'm all for competition you know uh, I mean I'm all for for the competition between between the markets and the competition between the companies, you know, as long as it's you know healthy and competitive, but not to the point where it gets toxic. But nevertheless, this is something really cool, and I'm really hoping that this continues on, this continues on and develops, 
you know, this is something that is very, 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 very interesting to me, and I'm really looking forward to see what Tesla comes up with next. Elon, keep surprising me. I just, I love your work, okay? I'm, a, I'm just going to be there. I'm just going to love your work, all right? That's what I'm going to do, because that's, that's exactly what I do, because it's amazing, you know? I love this innovation that he takes on upon himself, and like I said, self-driving cars are, you know, the autopilot is not something new because there are already self-driving cars, but in a manner where you can do it on a highway and you can literally stop the car at a stoplight, just like he does. Something that is available to people because the self-driving cars that are right now roaming around, they're just for companies, you know. If I'm not mistaken, the United Arab Emirates have the self-driving taxis, you know, but obviously they're probably controlled by a company. But this is something that is for the general population, for people like you and me, to have in our driveways a car that can go pick me up, that I can control with my phone, that I can put it on autopilot and just and just let it and just let it drive, you know, that it can stop in stoplights without me saying anything that or without me touching anything you know that is something that is very unique for now unless of course someone tries to jump into that and actually competes with elon musk and tesla but so far it's unique to them so let's just see where it goes i'm really excited you can already tell i'm excited for this so let's just see where this goes anyways this is amazing I'm just going to say it straight up. This is amazing. So anyways, thank you so much, guys, for joining me here today. That is the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Remember to like my page on Facebook where you can stay up to date with all the with all the cutting-edge tech news, with everything from the podcast to what goes on with it. Thank you so much for all the support, guys. It really means a lot to me. We're almost at the 100 total total listen so let's get it up there guys let's get it up there I'm, I'm really excited it's very very exciting to get a hundred plays in my podcast it's amazing thank you so much to everybody that has taken the time to listen to my podcast thank you guys like really I can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart thank you so much so anyway guys thank you so much for watching I've thanked you all enough already so let's just cut it right there <laughs> all right remember keep it techie my friends I'll see you guys next Wednesday Hopefully next Wednesday, I'll be able to upload normally. This was just a, a little minor bump that I had to do due to the finals in the university. But let's just, I just hope that I can give you the next episode on Wednesday as promised. So once again, thank you guys for listening. And as always, keep attacking my friends. I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Cutting Edge Tech is a technology news podcast focused on the latest news that occurred during the week between episodes. The opinions expressed in this podcast are strictly from the host and should not be taken as absolute facts. If you'd like to suggest a news article to be discussed in the podcast, send it to me at cutting.edgetechpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear them. Thank you, and see you in the next episode. And remember, keep it techie, my friends.